You will sleep better than you have ever slept. You've never been this relaxed. Are you ready to change your life? I'm Rusty Diamond, certified hypnotist. You don't need to leave your house. You can stay in your bed. You can stay in your favorite chair. You just need a computer or your phone. You can get a hold of me. Stay at home. I'll make your life better. Hypnosisisgrade.com It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo! Miss Rusty, what is up, everybody? It is Monday, 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 here in Pennsylvania, coming out of intercourse, Pennsylvania, here on the Public Access Podcast on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. Thank you for being here. The show is sponsored by Hypnosis is Great, because it's my show, and I can have whatever sponsors I want. This is one that I know. So I'm going to put over hypnosis is great all the time. If you want a hypnotist and you're like, oh, I don't like Rusty, go find another hypnotist. Hypnosis is that great. If you don't like me, I don't want you to say, hey, hypnosis isn't that great. It is. So go find Rusty. And so thank you, everyone, for being here. And I'm going to bring on my special guest. And my special guest right here, right now is right here, right now. And my special guest today is Marika Popama. Hi. Hi. I said that too much like a robot, but. Um, uh, I get it. It's a tricky name. Like it's a very Dutch name. So for like english-speaking people it's a really tricky tricky name right well yeah it's i don't know i guess if i had more practice maybe i should try to figure that out sooner trying to go with getting people's names pronounced earlier on but then it wouldn't it would kind of take away from the spontaneity of the show so it's like okay yeah it works but um yeah, thank you for being here and getting to to do this. And uh, so right off the bat, so that's your art in the background? Yes, that's my art, yeah. Is that something that you have had for a bit or is that something new or what's? Uh, I painted it, um, I think I finished it summer this year. So it's quite new still. Okay. And so what? What do we have going on there? What What's the story behind it? Um, so it's a woman uh, traveling. Like this is a temple and obviously this is the woman and she's um, like looking into 
into the future and like thinking about all the things that she's gonna experience and um yeah just feeling really inspired and in the moment um just loving traveling and experiencing new things so was this inspired by something or was is this kind of like uh you know is this this kind of what your art is is like or is your art more is this a different piece of it and uh or i guess yeah i think not a good question I, uh i have like i do paint a lot of women and most of the time they're like traveling and they are like being in that moment that moment of feeling like blissful and and like not thinking about the future, not thinking about the past, but just really experiencing being in the moment. Um, but I also do a lot of abstract work. Um, so obviously this is half abstract as well, but I also have like fully abstract. So no women or animals or whatever. Um, I think like my main inspiration comes from traveling. Uh, I've traveled um, quite a bit. I've I've spent a year traveling through Asia. That's why the temple as well. Um, it comes where'd back. You, oh, where, where'd you go in Asia? Um, so Southeast Asia. So I spent a month in Thailand traveling all around. Um, Singapore, Kuala Lumpur, um, Bali. And like over the years, I also visited Vietnam and like spent a lot of time in Kuala Lumpur as well. Um, so what what is the point of these trips? What is what, the point? What, of yeah, what are, what are you trying to get from the trips? When you go on these trips, like, you know, some people go for different reasons. Some people go to sightsee. Some people go to turn everything off. Some people go to get inspired. Um, some people go to do crazy shit that whatever is, you know, the local thing around there. Um, what, what's kind of your purpose of going? Um, I think like it started when I, um, so I studied sport management uh, and to finish my studies, which is like, I, I've never really done anything with the sports man management thing, but um, I finished my studies in Australia. So I'm from the Netherlands. So Australia is like on the other side of the globe. Um, and I spent time with a surfing school in a kayak company. And I spent six months in Australia and I absolutely loved it. Just the freedom and like the general um, having um work not as important as uh life you know sometimes I would have an appointment with my um uh like the person that running the company and he said like sorry I can't make it I'm gonna go surfing because the surf is really good can we do it later and I really love that mindset when so, the surf is good no one works yeah so I didn't <laughs> like the Netherlands is not like that we are very purposefully driven towards like making a career and like making the best of your work life and all that um so the balance for me is a little bit off here but so that was the start of me like going overseas um and when I got back after six months I was like like okay it's nice to see everyone again but I can't wait to get out again yeah. so I started saving 
together with my husband and I went to go back to Australia and my husband said like okay but if we're gonna go there let's just hop off halfway and just have a look around um so that was like there wasn't a whole goal with like I'm gonna travel to like find myself or to experience certain things it was just like I just want really wanted to feel that freedom again I guess and um so yeah like it wasn't on like he needed to convince me a little bit to go to Asia but in the end I, I really really loved it and it really um it, it it was such a big experience and I learned so much about myself and about um just having those different perspectives like it is obviously completely different than Europe and um yeah it was great so did you I mean when, so when you went to Asia did you like did you stick out uh, as uh, how you look was that something um, you, or was it not really much a little bit obviously being being white but they are used to tourists now um but when we were in Vietnam um that was really funny because I just got off the plane and we went into Hanoi and um, they like there were some girls that were like giggling a little bit and then they were like can we maybe take a picture with you and I was like well I'm just I'm just a regular person like they were like acting like I was a celebrity and that was it was really funny um, so yeah it was I, I did kind of stand out I guess sometimes yeah yeah it's an interesting thing that happens um yeah but um and so so to go back a minute so back when you were in australia uh working at it was that you said a surf uh yeah surf, surf school like a school, a surf they, school? okay yeah so they uh, had um just um just lessons so uh, it was a very touristy place, so people would just come for one lesson and learn to surf, basically. Did you learn to surf? I did, yeah. How'd uh, that go? Whew, I wasn't really good at it. Um, it was tough. Like, I going there, I obviously, I knew I was going there, so I wanted to be prepared. So I watched all the videos, and it looked like I could actually do it. And then um, I wasn't as good as other starters but I I am like I fiercely I don't give up so in the end I did I did learn it um but if you would ask me to go in the water now I would need a little bit of practice again to get up and uh, surf but it was like it was a great experience and the water was warm or was did you have to wear a wetsuit yeah, can, well, most of the time I wouldn't need a wetsuit. Um, it's like um, the town was pretty far up north. Uh, it was actually the most northern beach uh, where you could surf in Australia. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was quite warm. Like in winter, it was like the daytime degrees, not of the water, but just the temperature was like 24 degrees Celsius. Like, okay. I don't know. I don't know. That's pretty part, nice. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. Keeping you warm up there. And uh, I had a guy, I don't want 
talked about the show. I had a guy on that was a surfer, uh, the like two weeks ago. Um, it's a surf instructor, but yeah. Um, so it was, it was cool to get to hear that. I, yeah, like I go boogie boarding sometimes, which I, I just kind of like that the, it's like a, yeah, a, a being on with like a training wheels on a, on a, like a tricycle or something for surfing. Um, yeah. yeah. But it's like a different thing altogether. Like it's, I guess it's just as much fun. And um, sometimes like some of the waves you can't really catch like it's easier to catch it with a boogie board i guess because you're riding on top of the wave well i guess you still are with the surfing for some yeah. parts unless you're way in there and doing all that stuff but it, it looked fun so um so then did you are you back in uh the netherlands the netherlands okay yeah. you're back there and are you back yeah. where you were? Are you in a different part than where you started? Or did you go back um, to where you were? So the Netherlands is quite small. So from the top to the bottom, it's like three hours drive. Oh, okay. Uh, and like the the busiest uh, of the Netherlands is obviously Amsterdam. And that's like in the West. Um, I live in the Northeast. And um, like it's, I, I live on um, like pretty remote uh, compared Ooh. to like, obviously the Netherlands, it's really, really full, like, or not full, but we have like 17 or 18 million um, in a country that is, is like three hours by two hours. So it's, it's really small. Um, but I did end up like, I, I'm 15 minutes from my hometown where I grew up. So it's pretty close still. Okay. And yeah. so are you planning to be there for a little while or do you live there or are you going yeah, to? Yeah, I actually, actually bought, or me and my husband actually bought our first house this year. And okay. um, yeah, we're planning to stay here for a little bit, but um, the traveling and the living in Australia, because we also lived in Australia for a year, um uh it it keeps like sometimes it keeps coming up and it's like or oh, do we want to live there or do we want to live here so yeah it's tricky but so would you need to get uh some sort of visa or something to go back there and yeah, well that... we did we did go through the whole visa application um it it took us three years to get the visa to be able to work and live in Australia oh. and we went um, at the start of 2020. Um, so then you got stuck there in Australia during all the uh, lockdowns? Yeah. And Australia so, was pretty hardcore from what I yeah. remember. So when it all started, like we left in January of that year and it was like a little bit of rumors about something happening happening in china we were actually going to asia again because we wanted to like travel there for a couple of months um we didn't have our um work visa for australia yet so we were like okay we need to stretch like we need to stretch the time that we're not there and just spend some time like traveling anywhere um but then um 
the longer we stayed there it, it got like really bad obviously and we were um we went to Kuala Lumpur and we traveled around um uh, Malaysia and then after that we were like um we need to we need to book a flight to Australia because it's gonna like they're gonna we felt that they were gonna go into hard lockdown so yeah. we got tickets um we would leave like two days later um and a day before we flew, we got the message that we needed to self-quarantine. Um, we were actually just flying there, see if we could meet friends and like maybe crash in their garden in a tent or whatever. But obviously that wasn't a that wasn't something we could do. So luckily my sister just went uh, to the town that we wanted to go to as well. And she met someone that she knew from before and they had a house for sale and we could get like we could sleep in there for like until it was sold um so I said like okay cool can we get the keys tomorrow because we come tomorrow <laughs> um so yeah we were so lucky getting that and I think two days after we arrived in Australia it was like total lockdown so no flights in or out so we were just in time so how was that for you? Um, I mean, you were, so you're in this beautiful place and you can't leave. Yeah, it was really, really tricky because it was going to be the start of living for uh, living in Australia for a couple of years. We weren't planning on like actually moving there for like forever, but we wanted to live there for like three or four years. Um. It was my dream. So I had to convince my husband to come as well. Wow. Uh, so, you had to convince him to go to Australia? Well, yeah, to give everything up and leave the family behind and um, start something new there. Yeah, I did need to convince him. But so I was very, very happy that I was in Australia at that point. But obviously, it's also like it's the lockdown and... Um, like, even if we wanted to go back to family, if something would happen, we couldn't. So that was really, that was really difficult. And my mind was just, I'm going to stay here and I'll just see what happens. But my husband was like, I don't know if I want to stay here while all this like COVID is happening. So that was, yeah, it was hard. Um, we did have like a very big property. So we could walk around like, a like we could do like a five minute walk staying on our own property so oh, okay lockdown wasn't that bad uh in that sense um but yeah we couldn't leave like later on it got a little bit easier but we couldn't go any further than 50 kilometers which is like not even to the next town <laughs> so, right yeah yeah not, not very far in in the grand scheme of australia <laughs> no not at all <laughs> Wow. And so did was there anything that you picked up uh, during that time? Like as far as did, were you doing art down there or were you did you find something else to go and fill the time or what was your. For me, yeah. it was easier because I did have art. Um, I started painting six years ago, so it was like out of the blue. Um, my company organized like a workshop and I was like, why not just have fun? <laughs> 
Um, so I was doing art then, but I wasn't like really planning it to be my profession. But when I was there, I, I really wanted to pursue it. And I had like all the time in the world because I didn't have a job. And um, so I did spend a lot of time painting and drawing and just like learning uh, all the techniques and stuff. So like with with your painting, so uh, the back is to the, the you know, yeah, whoever's she's looking the back at it. Sword, so yeah. how, how do you like painting faces or how do you like drawing faces? Is it that's something to be able to make it? Because it's like, that would have been my thought, like for if I was doing it and I know that like, drawing faces is so hard like i would think yeah let's just let's draw the back of her head that's then draw her from the back and plus it's a cool message um was that something that was going through your head or do you like drawing faces or do you think faces are something that isn't really as much art because i've heard that too that like drawing faces is sort of like i don't know I, I, the art is so subjective it's hard to know what's what and Whatever I think is something is usually the opposite. It's usually how I determine what art means. Well, I think we all have like our own perspective perspective on art. And I think it's all valid um, for me. Um, yeah, obviously painting someone from the back is a little bit easier, but that wasn't why I painted her from the back. I don't know. I'm just really attracted to shoulders and the um the shoulder blades i i don't know i i just find them really beautiful um i do also paint portrait i just finished a series of five women um from the front um so they're either like sitting or yeah they're pretty much all sitting actually um so i do also paint from the front but in this sense i paint her from the back because i feel like she's taking you with her on her journey and you can like see it from her perspective and just it, it feels more dreamy that way and i i like that and seeing her from that perspective is the perspective that you don't see often if you're the person looking at the art which is cool then too because then it's yeah it's it's already going in in your head like why is she turned around why why is she not you know, why am I not seeing her face? Um, and then yeah, you're like, okay, well, I never really saw, you know, see the back as much painted, you know, or drawn or whatever, however people art. Um, I don't know. Uh, and then, so, I mean, that was another question. So for me, um, with art, I have nothing. I have no no talent um but now there is ai where are you with that because i do things like this this show can be all taken and done by ai and it can be done better than i could imagine um my, my, making music same thing writing same thing art art and ai where where do you stand with that how how's that work for you i've got more light <laughs> it's getting dark already sorry um i think um 
AI can help artists, but I don't think um, it is not the same. Like maybe AI could paint it this, but they could only paint it because it has input from other artists. So it is not, not a human has touched it. And I think like AI doesn't have feelings and it doesn't, it doesn't experience life the way we experience life. And that is a big part of what goes into art is like your feelings and your experiences. And um, like it is, both very personal but also very universal I think um so I do see like a lot of um art that has been made by AI and it can be really beautiful but I think it serves a different group of people than people that would like art that is made by human artists so do you think that people end up being able to tell what's what or is there uh, some sort of gray area with that or is it if someone is trying to pass off AI work as their own? Oh, that's a really good question. I've never, I, I haven't really spent much time really diving into that um, part of it, I guess. Um it will get better and better. So it's going to be really hard to um, see maybe the difference. Um, but I also believe that part of like collecting art is also about the connection you have with the artist and the way the artist sees the world. And um, so again, like people also buy like art at Walmart where they just see a pretty picture and I I would say like AI art is in that genre of like just a pretty picture whereas like love <laughs> yeah it could be that yeah <laughs> um it is Walmart right yeah like we don't have that in the Netherlands I just thought like have that's a nice gym. yeah um <laughs> that's a good deal you don't have Walmart um but it is like I do really feel that is different with original art and um yeah being able to really invest in the story of the artist it, it just it gives it so much more story than um just a picture from Walmart or even Ikea like I know like artists that create art for Ikea but it is still it's going to be hanging in everyone's home and it it it's just a different vibe than original art in my mind. Like hotel room art? Um, yeah, could be. Like I, I do think some of some of the um hotel rooms, like hotels have original art as well. Um but most of the time like art is really specific to like you have like general art that everyone kind of like like likes or is easy to like um so that would be like a better fit I guess for hotel rooms or if you want to have like a themed hotel then you would need like more specific art um but yeah I don't know where I'm going with this sorry <laughs> where, where do you feel it's okay where do you feel you are as far as as art um is yours 
do you feel it's more for everybody or more for a certain mindset of a person or more of a certain person if you could yeah i do make a person <laughs> um well i think my art is if i look at like my instagram demographic it's mostly for women i guess because of the like the the soft and the warm colors and and just the the softness of the way i paint um and I paint a lot of women, which can also be for guys, obviously. But um, I think the message behind my art is is about freedom and and just being who you want to be and and being vulnerable and also about fem feminism or not as much feminism. But I used to be like one of the well, not one of the guys, but be more comfortable around guys and I've learned in my like I'm 34 now and I think since my 30s I I have moved more into like seeing the beauty of being a woman so that's also in there so those are the things that connect like that is my art so that would also speak to the same person that is also going through that yeah um and so what what, what do you do with with feedback and criticism or praise or anything of that how does that work with you um like positive feedback is always really nice to hear obviously and when you hear what art can mean to someone um is really special because obviously i am creating it but i'm creating it for someone out there so it is to me it is only finished once it is in their forever home or like maybe not forever but like once it has been bought and and the person collecting it creates their own story with it um but like getting negative feedback or not getting any feedback which is feels like negative feedback as well it's it can be really hard um like I don't mind people not liking my art again it's like very personal so if you don't like it that's okay um but for example I had a market this weekend and I I only sold one postcard and I was one just walked past and it was really it can be like I was probably in the wrong spot but it can be really really um hard to deal with that because you've spent so much time um just creating the artwork and thinking about it and, and, and preparing and everything. And then when you're there and like nothing happens is it's yeah, it's, it can be really devastating. And then you need a little bit of time to just, I don't know, step away from it and then get back to it with fresh energy. What kind of place would be a better fit I mean, because you get to figure out that then too. That's also part of that feedback you're getting of, yes. Um, like, is there a place you would think where oh, this would do great? Would do great if I was at this place. Do you have a place like that? Um, I guess like for markets and such, I'm still figuring that out, uh, and I'm not sure if I'm gonna go that route. Uh, uh -huh. the next. The coming year i really want to focus on online and and expanding my instagram and just 
um, keeping my website fresh. So I do my own website and painting and photo uh, photography and like everything around it. So it is a lot to balance. Um, but I do feel that being on Instagram, like it is easy to find like-minded, like-hearted people. Um, so that's where I'm going to go. And I guess by talking about the things that I was just talking about with the traveling and, and just the way I see life is how you connect with other people because people are going to be the collectors. It's not. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. They're the ones with uh... Uh, they're, yeah, they're with the pocketbooks, with their buying the buying the stuff and putting it wherever they want to put it. Um, have you have you seen where people are putting your art um, once they buy it? Yes, I have. Um, I've also uh, delivered a couple of paintings directly to their house, so then I can actually just see the spot where they're gonna hang it, and um, they send me pictures um and it's I sometimes forget how much art is already in people's homes it is and like it is out of my mind like I yeah it's out of my mind I I sometimes even forget that I painted something and then it is has been in someone's house for a couple of years um so remembering that sometimes of see or seeing the pictures it it is like on my easel, it's nice. Like on my painting easel, it looks nice. But when it's in its home, it it's just it can completely change someone's house or restaurant or whatever. So yeah, it's really good to see. And so, are you are you framing them or are you selling them like rolled up uh, in a tube or something like that? Um. So, uh, so this is like a deep etched canvas. Um. So it's. Uh, like like this thick like four centimeters thick um I don't frame it yet um I do want to do that in the future with some abstract works I did um at the beginning of the year or I finished at the beginning of the year I want to see if I can create my own like um wooden um frame around it um okay. but uh like like um I also paint on paper, so that does need to be framed. But I always ask the collector whether they want to have it framed or frame it, frame and frame it themselves. Because again, it is really personal, even the framing. And um, so I normally frame it just in in a white frame with white um, plus two. Uh, but when you have it on a wall, like a certain wall, it might be better to have like a completely different color. So most of the time I leave it up to the collector to do it themselves. What happens with shipping? When you have to ship a piece, um, what, what do you have to do? Do you have to go to the store and buy bubble wrap and a box or? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I always save the boxes that I like I buy the canvases online and they they bring it Ooh. to my house. I always save those boxes um, and I use them for shipping. Um, and like when it has to go really far. So when I was in Australia, I shipped a painting to the Netherlands um, and I, I took it off the frame and rolled it up because that's like, um, I guess it's safer as well. Like you can not dent it or like, 
it can't be cut or anything. So right, yeah. And so if you ever uh, are in need of those, because that is one of the more difficult aspects of it is shipping and uh, cost, especially if you don't keep the box. So yeah. if you can go and find an art gallery nearby and uh, get in good with them. I use this when I, well, I still kind of do. I haven't done it here yet, which I need to. Um, they get a bunch of people sending in their stuff and then they keep the boxes and, uh, you know, wrapping material and they'll yeah. hold on to it and they can just go and ask them for like, they're just, they have to, you know, trash it to recycle it probably. Yeah. So if you can get in with one of them, that's a good place to get material. It, yeah, that is. I used to get big old garbage bags full of bubble wrap and yeah, stuff like that and just fill up my, uh, I had a van at the time and just fill it all up with bubble wrap and Right. and stuff like that in boxes so do you do art yourself then as well no uh no i've um i was selling stuff online selling like right. reselling stuff what whenever um when the lockdown happened i really got into selling stuff like reselling stuff and so i'd have all these things i was buying weird stuff that needed a lot of wrapping like yeah, I, a lot of uh, little like TV VCR combos, ah, and right. uh, those you were need... huge. What's that? Then you need big boxes as well. Yeah, with a lot of packing material, and yeah, yeah so stuff like that. Um, yeah, and just so I had a bunch, and just kept. It's hard not having it anymore. I, I wish I still had it, but kind of found new ways to get around it. But um, yeah, I, I won't get into those, but uh, yeah. So where were people finding you uh, on online or uh, where, you know, how can they see your work? How can they buy your work? How can they uh, follow you? Yeah, so I have my own website. Uh, which is my name, maraikapopama.com. Um, so they can go through there or either they go via Instagram or Facebook, just Facebook, just send me a message. Um, I have a couple of shows, like um, I had a show um, in Denmark where I went for a weekend uh, together with other artists. Um, I've had my art up in Germany as well. Um, I don't have anything planned right now, um, but like locally, I have a couple of paintings in a restaurant in the closest two cities here in the Netherlands. Um, so people can view it in um, in there as well. Um, cool. Yeah, so lots of places actually. Yeah, I'm also like I'm also on Pinterest, but um, I need to expand that more. Um, I'm working on that, um, but it's hard to keep like all the all the things in the air. Um, I also still work um, like 
I do this part time and I work part time for a company. So I have to like balance all my time and how do you balance your time? Um, so I my work is pretty flexible. I only have to go into the office two days a week. Um, so that's always on Thursday and Friday. Um, and then on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, I work five hours. Uh, so now because it is getting dark at like four o'clock, uh, I try to work three hours in the morning while it's still dark and then two hours in the afternoon while it's still dark because I need daylight for painting or making videos or all that kind of stuff. Um, what are the videos you're making? Uh, the videos of me painting. Like uh, I, I always, not always, but I try to film while I'm painting or like, just creating content for Instagram. Um, it takes a lot of time to do that and you need really good daylight for that. So it's yeah. nice. You can actually shift it around. Um, normally my, I would work from seven to 12. Um, so then I have the afternoon to do my art stuff, but now I'm like shifting it around a little bit. So when uh, you're painting, do you do like a, do you just do a, what's it like a, just hit record and just put your back to the painting uh, and then paint and then just let it go for hours or do you? No, I, I do snippets. Um, I still film with my phone. Um and it's always full of videos. It is so, that is so, that's a little bit of a downside um, filming everything that you do because your phone's always full and so many pictures. But um, so I learned to take just a couple of videos and like a couple of seconds, like maybe, a, or maybe a minute. And then I take like the most interesting part from that, have different angles, set it up differently. Um, sometimes I try and film with my hand and paint with the other, um, which How's is that work. Um, sometimes it works because I can like film while I'm moving around on the canvas, but sometimes I'm like painting here and filming the other side of the room <laughs> because I can't like focus on the same thing. So sometimes you're like, oh, I'm going to film this and it's going to be really good. And then you're like, Oh, I'm not actually in the shot. Um, yeah. So a bit of trial and error. Yeah. 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 Because, um, yeah, I mean, was that something you'd ever want to do? Or, or Like just set a tripod down and do like a live painting? Um, or would that be too much uh, pulling back the curtain? No, I wouldn't mind that. But I, I wonder how because you know nowadays you see like the videos that you see on instagram are like seven seconds right. and to that people are already bored and they want to go to the next so i wonder um how um interesting or or like how many people would be really interested in that me painting um just like being a fly on the wall I have thought about it because I have this one practice where I do four paintings at the same time. They're like small, 
smaller paintings like um, uh, 15 by 18 or something like like centimeters so they're not not big um, and it I always put a timer on so I give myself two times 25 minutes oh okay um, so I have 25 minutes I paint uh, on all four at the same time and then I walk away for five minutes and then I have 25 minutes and I need, it needs to be finished then so maybe that could be a thing that I could film or be live on um, yeah, but I have really hard time talking and painting at the same time that's not really I can't uh, I just start talking gibberish or don't even know what I'm talking about it's really like the the creating is what they say like you're more in your right brain and it's more abstract and it's really hard to then like say words right um, yeah yeah which is yeah I, you know why uh this podcast is a lot of just words sometimes and because uh, yeah. I'm, I'm creating I'm thinking and uh, you know it's 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 kind of that way and so with that then so I mean if you get people to watch your shorter videos and then you know link your long video to that you know then you get those people that are like oh I was there more and those yeah. are the people that would be the ones that want to be watching your your longer form and kind of feed it into into that um, if you get to that point of something that you want to do but yeah you know it's all uh, it's hard to do stuff in short form which is nice why I gave you that that thing from earlier that little uh, thing to make the little shorts yeah uh, yeah that's perfect which, which will be nice um you know, a little longer than seven seconds, but it's so weird to go and try to do stuff that short and such short. And I'm I'm trying, trying to get to that point of being able to do things in a short thing, but I'm not there yet. I'm I'm a I'm an old dog, but I'm trying to learn a new trick. So we'll see how it works. But um, Marika, thank you so much for being on, and I'm, I'm happy we got to meet and talk and do the show and uh, I really enjoyed it. I hope you have Thank a great you. rest of your day. You're welcome. I really enjoyed talking to you. It was it was great fun. And um, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. You did a podcast now. Now you can go and uh, make your rounds and do the podcast loop. <laughs> yeah. It's a big, big loop now. So thank you so much for being on and yeah, have a great rest of your day. All right. You too. Thank All you. Right, thank you. All right, so that is Marika Popama. So, yeah, you guys, I'll put the links in there. Hit her up. You know how to do it. It's not that hard. So, yeah, thank you for listening here on the Rossi Diamond Podcast Network, uh, the public access podcast. And that is the show. Man. Boom.
It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker.